Welcome, everyone, to Bridging Wisdom. From the blood of shamans to the wisdom of the History Channel. Someone is here who's been taught the old ways. Kathy Cook, Bridging Wisdom. everyone this is kathy cook bridging wisdom and tonight i have a very special guest with me tuta beth i'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then i'm going to introduce her tuta beth is a, a hereditary practitioner of witchcraft her knowledge of magic and the craft stems from her celtic ancestry her origins of the british wet isles including England, Ireland, Scottish, Scotland, and Wales. Many of her recipes, saying traditions and knowledge stem from her ancestors that are passed to her from her father. Her great-grandmother was famous for her tea reading in Ireland, and her Welch great-grandmother knew very every plant and food within nature, flora Edwards had many cures that came from a long line of midwives and cunning of wise women. Tuta Beth is a magic name and has lived and worked around the world, including California and Italy. She has a BA honors degree in religious studies at the University of Southampton and postgraduate degree in education in Sheffield Harlem, Hallam University. Currently, she has returned to the education once more to continue her academia in the study of master's degree in medieval studies at the University of Lincoln. Lincoln. Tuta Beth is also principal of British College of Witchcraft and Wizardry and teaches courses on witchcraft and emphasis on Nature and hedge, hedge witchery in particular. Her website is http colon forward slash full slash the British College of Witchcraft and Wizardry dot org. Tuta Beth writes of many publications and regular contributes her to Soul and Spirit magazine and over fifty books published in her latest is. A spell book of all seasons. Welcome natural changes of magical blessing. A published edition books that are available everywhere in hardback. Her other books include the Craft in the City series, a hedge witch autumn to do list, craft and recipes and elements beings of fall, the Celtic hedge witch, hedge witchery of modern world the hedge witch book of recipes herbs of eden a hedge witch guide to supernatural being series and many others tuta beth also creates videos alongside her work within the craft under the title white witch http colon slash 
slash www.youtube.com watch TV question watch question mark Y equal J three B F K C three K B C A the popular YouTube video on YouTube eleven signs you are a white witch which continues to be one of the most popular videos regarding witchcraft. You can find this on my Kathy Cook Bridging Wisdom. Uh, it's headline there. You can go down to the, uh, you can just tap on Kathy Cook on the main page and it'll take you directly to my page and you can read this bio and, and also get the web links there. So now I'm going to bring out Tuta Beth. Hey, Tuta Beth. Hello, Kathy. Blessed be. Blessed be to you too, girl. It's good to have you on. It's good to be there or here or anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So how's the weather there? Oh, it's very, very stormy at the moment. Uh, It's... uh, so if you can hear the wind howling around me, just think of like the Yorkshire Moors and all the wildness and everything, because it's it's pretty wild out here today. Is it? Um, yeah, very, very, very wow. stormy weather we've been having. Wow. Um, well, tell us a little bit about your college college education and what what you've done so far. Well, uh, my college education is that I, I was at... Uh, you're talking about my religious studies in a university uh-huh. down in yeah down in Southampton, uh, which was huge. It was a three-year study, as many BA honors are, and uh, absolutely magnificent. I really, really enjoyed it. But it was like I did it over twenty odd years ago, and it had lots of different subjects in. And one of them, interestingly enough, I, I did actually learn they did teach it was witchcraft because Uh even 20 odd years ago it was a very popular but um misunderstood subject which i think it still is today and and that's one of the reasons that's prompted me to return back into academia and go study medieval studies because that is the actual time that, that we have come up with all the different ideas and notions and misconceptions of of the craft or witchcraft. Uh-huh. And it's, it's stemming from that time, that medieval time, the time, we call it the dark times in the craft, um, as you know, because it, was, it wasn't a very good time for us, uh, those who practiced the, practiced the old ways. Uh, it was very negative. And anybody who would be using herbs or tried to heal, or a midwife and the child unfortunately passed away, they would be blamed as being a witch. Um, and so it it was not a good time for us. And that's what's prompted me to go back uh, to academia to study further the actual origins of this misunderstanding of witchcraft. And you call yourself a white witch? Yeah. Yes, I, I think my ancestors would probably giggle at that point. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, this is one of the wonderful things about the craft is that it changes with every generation. It is yeah. not a religion that is 
you know, is limited by dogma or doctrine. It is a religion that is coming from within. And so a generation has the power to manifest changes within it, within the craft. And it, it because it stems from within, it, it changes. And that's why I, I just think it's a very good and grown-up religion. I've always called it a grown-up religion because it puts the ownership on the individual. Yeah, uh, I was telling you a little bit about when I was 13 and they mm. had a ritual for me with the merry meet and all the, all the men and women came and you told me that was an awakening ceremony. To, yeah, to we would call that an awakening, yeah. To be grown up. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're, you're waking up to adulthood. You know, yeah. you've had your slumber of your childhood and now you're waking up to to being a grown up. And uh, yeah, scary. They had a three tier cake and everything. Nice. Yeah. I didn't. I, I remembered and they called me Tassie then. Mm-hmm. So that must have been my magical name. They also called me Catbird and Ikey. Oh, right. OK. Catbird stuck to me on the hillside with my shaman shaman name, mm. and uh, Ike was what my grandfather called me, but Tassie was what my mother's side of the family called me. Right, yeah, very likely it was your magical name. But then, as I got older, I became Bright Light's Path. Mm. So I got many names. That's why I sent you that Blessed Be One's name. Yeah. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what would you like to give the active listening audience that don't know anything about witchcraft and are scared of it? What would you like to say to them? I'd probably say, don't be scared. Please don't be scared. Um, the craft is, you know, is is and was a tradition of healing and caring and belief in magic. You know, it is a belief that, that power comes from within and it's it's passed down through families and oral tradition from mother to daughter to sister to brother to father to daughter to aunt to nephew. And it they all keep the tradition alive. Um, but the thing is, it's, it's a part of you. This, you know, and a lot of people probably wouldn't realize that somewhere along their their family history, there may have been a practitioner of the craft. We, they may not have used the term witch or shaman, but it's highly likely they've been somewhere along that line, a witch. If a family has a, a particular recipe or a particular saying, those kind of things are stemming from our past. And to fear witchcraft is, is in a way to fear your ancestors. And we shouldn't do that. We should embrace everything that they say that, that, that has gone through and passed down. So it's a part of us. And witchcraft is around us all the time. It's the craft. I, I still have a, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I do have an issue still with that term, witch. And it's because of that misconception. And I think probably a lot of your listeners will have a you know issues with that term as well but mm -hmm. it really is, is it's not that hollywood view 
of the you know the hocus pocus kind of thing that's going on it, it, it fundamentally the craft was about healing and nature and living in harmony with nature and you know it is the shaman of the village it is the wise woman of the village it was the midwives and the healers of the village yeah mm. i know my mother used to get a little upset with me being a shaman but she understands now that yeah I, you know we usually go out and get split souls and bring them back and work with work with the um past lives and stuff like that but um mm-hmm. I know that I'm earth-based with, uh, I'm teaching my granddaughter now to ask the plants if you can touch them or if you can pick them. And if they, and you'll get a definite no. And she does. She's eight years old and I've been teaching her that since she could talk. That, uh, with Michael, one time when he was visiting here, I told you this, we Mm -hmm. were, we were picking, uh, magnolia uh blossoms and he came across one that said no he couldn't pick it he wanted it so bad he picked it anyway and it turned yellow in the car before we even got it home the rest of the mm-hmm. stayed white so. yeah <laughs> absolutely i mean that's i mean one of the things within my family we were always taught never pick anything uh very similar to you you have to ask you you ask your permission um, but in in particular, anything that was white in nature, so so sort of like a magnolia. Was it a white magnolia? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that with us, that would be belong to the goddess. So we would would never go near that anyway. I mean, one of one of the most unluckiest uh, plants that you can ever pick in in my family tradition is the white lilac. Um, I, I mean, they smell beautiful lilac trees and lilac bushes gorgeous and you just think oh how beautiful i'm gonna pick a nice big bunch of white lilac and bring it into the house oh. no bad 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 <laughs> really bad luck you know, don't yeah. do it <laughs> yeah we don't have that around here but the, the uh, lilac tree you know you know the kind of plant that i'm talking about the what lilac yeah they're purple Yes, yeah, you can get purple ones, and the white ones are really rare, and that's the thing. If it's if it's the white lilac, never pick it. A bit like white heather, we're not allowed to pick white heather either. That's that's coming from the Scottish ancestry, yeah. The, uh, mm. But the magnolia blossoms let us pick them. They said, yeah, sure, go ahead. That was nice. That yeah. was a gift. Yeah. yeah. And we line we line our uh, our our hearths up with the magnolia leaves during the Christmas time. Oh, how beautiful! Yes, beautiful. But uh, we learned a lot of things from the earth. I went and studied with the Native American tribe in uh, Seneca Reservation of what to eat off the land in case we had an emergency. Mm. And they gave us one kernel of corn and said that that would harvest uh, six six stalks, and they would harvest six times. And that would feed our livestock if anything happened, nuclear war or anything. And that that was the most important. It would keep our livestock fat, but it wouldn't feed, fatten us or give any any nutritional value to us. 
But um, yeah, and uh, we learned to live off the land and what plants to eat and what not to eat, and we ate a we ate one stale peanut butter and jelly sandwich the whole time we were there for seventy two hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean that I, you know, the Native American. Wow, amazing, amazing to learn from from them as well. Yeah. Just, it's great. I mean, it's so around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so. You know, when it, when a people disappear from the world, I think the world actually, you know, bleeds a little bit because th- there's so much history, so much knowledge, and in so many ways that this knowledge can can help us and 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 heal us. Uh, my my father was a great believer in that every there is a plant in the in nature to cure every single disease. We just need to find it. Yeah, you know, because when you think about nature in itself, uh, if you have nettles, uh, you have nettles, right? You have nettles plants. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like weeds. They're a nuisance, but chances are, next to a nettle you'll have what's called a dog leaf. And of course, if you hurt yourself, sting yourself with a nettle, you rub the dog leaf on on it and it takes away that the sting of the nettle. And the, so in nature, there may be something that might harm you, but near close to it, there will always be something that will cure you yeah. as well. So we had, we had this great big book at great grandma Holshauser's house and it had a, a, a Celtic knot on top of it, and it was yeah. full of parchment paper with old English writing in it, and uh, it was very fragile. It was handed down from generations to generations. My aunt Jenny used to be the one to read that. Wow, that's that's great. She lifted a table did a seance and the table lifted all the way up off the ground <laughs> on <laughs> I climbed all up under it and everything trying to see if see what did it but it was her her talking through that book mm. and, and her uh crystal ball yeah yeah Michael really, was, was- Michael was gonna ask if a person cast a spell, does that spell always stick to a person that that has the armor on? A, a, a spell will last as long as it's needed. Simple as that. A spell will last as long as it's needed. When a spell has, has played itself out, then, then that's it. Well, he was talking about a spell cast on him. I told him he... Over- wouldn't stick to him if he didn't need it. Mm. He doesn't but, have. Yeah. He doesn't have any spells cast on him. He was just using that hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking about like? Well, that would to be. Like, that sounds a bit like a hex. If a spell's cast on somebody, if it was a negative spell, then it would be regarded as what we'd call a hex. Oh, okay. I'll tell him that. <laughs> but that's not good they're not kind of good hexes what do you teach in your classes 
Uh, I teach the basics because, um, well, as you know, witchcraft is absolutely huge. So uh, we start right at the beginning. So we begin by learning the correspondences, a little bit of our history. Uh, and what it is is that it's very similar to a university degree in as much as you have the first year, you have a second year, you have a third year. And it goes up so that you're like a novice, you're a new witch, and then you the second level is that you are you are a practitioner in witch, and then the third level is that you can actually move up and become a teacher of the craft. Now, in in many traditions within the craft, uh, people call themselves at, at that level a high priestess or oh. or a high priest. Um, I I just prefer a teacher, <laughs> you know, but they but some. They call me the virgin goddess. Right. Okay. That's I good. just understand that. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is the, that's the wonderful thing about the craft is that it is huge and very similar to every other religion. Um, just like Christianity has lots and lots of branches on its main trunk so does so does witchcraft there's lots of different forms of witchcraft i'm as you were saying in your intro um i'm a hereditary witchcraft meaning it's passed down from my family but there's many many other traditions uh you know there's wicca itself uh you know uh from gerald gardner there's uh alexandrian type of uh witchcraft it's just it's it's huge huge subject and you know witchcraft is not a, a religion you know it's not it's not a one size fits all type of religion you ha if you're interested in it have a look around you know have a look at the books see what's out there and find one that's right for you chances are if you are if some if one of your listeners is interested in the craft then the universe will probably take note and they'll find the right book what about, what about playing your YouTube? Do you think people would be interested in hearing that? Yeah, yeah, people people would like that. I I, I pick out 11 signs, yeah, 11 signs in particular uh, that people may associate with. Uh, one of them is that you may be dreaming of a certain shape. You may be dreaming of a moon shape, or a, round, a circular shape or even a star shape and it could be in the form of a, of a petal of a flower and you notice that this petal has five leaves that that's that's they're all symbols of witchcraft um another sign of a witch is that you you may be very very uh what we call clairsentient meaning all feeling uh for example you may walk into a room and know that there's been an argument straight away you know you might pick up on that vibe that there's uh -huh. something going on that's that's also another sign um there's, there's another sign where you may have an animal a particular type of animal that just wherever you live in the world or wherever you move to there's always that particular bird or there's always that particular kind of um cat that comes to see you or salamander or anything now what we would term as that is that it, that particular animal that particular species is a familiar 
which is also a sign of being a witch. Uh, another one, another sign is you may hate anything around your neck. You may dislike things such as a scarf or a, a necklace that is too tight or anything at all around your neck. You might not like anybody touching your neck. That's also a sign that you've been, that you yourself have been a witch and that you've suffered in as much as that you quite possibly could have been hung or beheaded during the trials. So there's quite a number of signs that people may not be aware of and, and check out, yeah, the check out the YouTube video because it, it goes further into depth with the diff many different signs. You think I should play it now? You can play it if you want to. Okay, I will. Okay, thank you. <laughs> says, 12 signs you are a white witch by two to Beth. British mm -hmm. of witchcraft and wizardry. Yep. Narrated by the author two to Beth. That's me. This is two to Beth here. This is a recording of the article on Soul and Spirit website, 11 Signs You're a White Witch. This is the original article, 12 Signs You're a White Witch by Tudor Beth. Are you a witch? Witchcraft is real and is all around us, but what does it mean to be a witch? How can you tell? What are the signs of a witch? Well, we do not have hooked noses, green faces and warts, not even the dark witches, but we do believe in magic. White witches are good and are often mistaken for being earth angels, although there is one crucial difference between them. Witches have a deep connection to nature, whereas angels are beings of air and are mediators between heaven and earth. Witches are beings of earth and are mediators between humans and elemental beings. However, both serve the greater good in everything they do. The 12 signs of a white witch. Number one, oh. prophetic dreams. Do you have dreams that come true? Are your dreams often apocalyptic or do you meet loved ones who have passed? You could also dream shapes, in particular a five-pointed star or a triangle. These shapes can appear in nature throughout our dreams, such as five petals on a flower or a triangle-shaped leaf. A circle is also a symbol of witchcraft, for it means the wholeness of the world and eternity. A circle is also symbolic of the moon, and witches are often referred to as children of the moon because of the goddess Diana, in which many practitioners of the craft adhere to. Number two, sensing the atmosphere. Do you walk into a room of people and know immediately if there's been an argument? Can you sense if a room is full of people are friends or foes? Further, can you feel if something is just not right. Many witches are highly clairsentient, which means all feeling, all sensing. Witches are all feeling, for we are earth and human. 
Therefore, we feel all the emotions that humans have. Number three, prefer to be outdoors. Do you want to be outdoors, whatever the weather? You might also like to be outdoors at different times of the day and night. In fact, you might even feel more alive at night. You will love the smell of grass after it has been cut or the smell of the summer rain. You might even be able to smell the snow coming in winter. As once again, which is our children's of nature. Four, sensitive person. Can you feel another's pain or discomfort? People may talk to you and want your advice or want to confide in you about their problems. People feel at ease with you because of your caring and sensitive nature. In the past, many witches, especially white witches, were the village's local councillor instead of priests. People sought our help for all manner of problems and concerns. Number five, a familiar animal. If you have a particular animal that has been, always been around you, think back into your childhood. Has there been an animal, bird or insect, that is always with you or has found you wherever you have been, even on holiday? It could be anything from a spider to a cat or a crow. It could even be a salamander or just a stray dog that seems to follow you. These animals seek you for they are what we call familiars. An animal, a bird or an insect which is your personal companion. These familiars are your gifts from spirit to guard you and look after you. Each familiar, depending on what they are, brings a unique meaning and lesson to you especially. Number six, you like making home remedies. Do you like to make home remedies, herbal cures? Do you prefer homeopathy? You might use lavender to help you sleep or use some peppermint tea to calm and cool your stomach if you have an upset tummy. Witches were renowned healers and apothecaries. We were midwives and carers long before there were doctors. Number seven, children and animals naturally attracted to you. Do you find that children and animals just prefer to be around you instead of their own parents and others? The reason why children and animals are attracted to you is that they can sense the magic and the wonder in you. You also make them feel safe and they know that they can trust you. Number eight, you are interested in the universe and the solar system. You might like watching documentaries about the universe and all the different planets. You might intrinsically know that there is more life out there in space, but you also know that we are all connected. That all the paths and movements of the planets affect us here on planet Earth. You might also be interested in the zodiac and astrology. Number nine, you like arts and crafts. You like making things, from candles to cookery to dressmaking. You love to create and feel at home, either in the kitchen, brewing up a recipe, or making presents or cards for other people. 
you've always got a craft topic on the go. Number 10. You recycle. You care deeply for the earth and the environment and try to protect the earth whenever you can. You adore the seasons and the changes in nature they bring. You recycled long before everyone else did. You love the awesome colour, the winter frosts, the spring flowers and the bees buzzing in the summer parks. Number 11. Fear of something around your neck. You may not like anything tight around your neck, such as necklaces and scarves or, or collars. This is something from our sad past when thousands of men, women and children were hung and tortured as witches. It's the leftover residue of something gone before. Number 12. You believe in the greater good. You do everything with goodness in your heart. You try your best at everything. You also believe in magic and all that it means, including the possibilities of fairies and other elementals of the earth. You may also believe in ghosts. Yet in all your beliefs and in all what you do, you feel strongly there is a force of good and you are part of it. If you answered yes to eight or more of these questions, then chances are, you are a witch, and a white one at that. And the one thing to remember with witchcraft is that once born a witch, always a witch. You have been here before, and now witchcraft is finding you again, so embrace it. Witchcraft is not meant to be difficult or challenging. It can mould its way into your life with such simplicity that you will realise it was already a part of you. You are magical. You have magic within you. Believe in yourself and the magic will follow. Blessed be Tudor Beth. Always good Tudor Beth. Oh, blessed be, Kathy. It's good. Yeah. What are the what are the signs of a angel? Oh, an angel, right? right. They're, they're yeah, they're very intricate beings, aren't they? Yeah, just angels. But, but I, as I've as I mentioned previously uh, an an angel and a witch and and some people do get confused uh with with earth angels because there there are levels of angels there are many 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 millions of angels if you look at the um doctrines and things and the uh, the enoch enoch tables of um, books of angels there's literally billions and so there's many different levels and layers of them. And yes, we do have angels walking the earth. And some people think they are, that witches are. Now, but there is that subtle difference. And that difference is that a witch is predominantly earth. In as much as she would be, uh, he or she, <laughs> she prefers to be within nature. Whereas an angel may not necessarily prefer to be in nature it sounds quite strange because you think that an angel is there for the animal kingdom as well but a, a, a witch is 
there on she she is a, he or she is the warrior is deep in earth everything about them so i've come across quite a i have come across places where it has been predominantly angels and you may have met an earth angel yourself there are people who have a particular for want of a better word a glow about them they're really they're very unique if you've ever come across an earth angel i have you ever come across an earth angel yeah yeah they're, they're, they're very you would know instinctively that you're in the presence of one but the only difference that what i'm trying to tell your listeners is that the only major difference is between an earth angel and a witch is that a witch is predominantly in earth that she will be out in the wind and the rain and all the rest of it she doesn't care about anything and she's also quite um <laughs> what's the word brassy she can be very much a warrior uh, a, a a witch can be a, a bit of a fighter as well um whereas earth angels are actually very very sensitive beings um and um and they and they even though they're sometimes asked to become warriors they do kind of they're they're not instinctively a warrior the way that a witch can get up and fight which will, will will fight and defend her own whereas an earth angel would probably take it if that helps does that help does that make sense good yeah really good do you believe in the devil uh the devil is a christian concept and my faith predates christianity so he doesn't exist that's not to say that there's not negative people out there or there's not negative energies and so we have to be very careful because there's there, there is good and bad this is the, this is our world this is nature it is duality wherever there is goodness there will also be that negative energy as well and you always have to be on your guard for that because earth angels and and which is you know we're all working for the higher power the good power the light the love and oof, so we we're fighting we're fighting that as well what are some of the books that you've written i've written quite a number of books my my latest one is as you were saying a spell book for the seasons uh welcome natural change with magical blessings so it's predominantly set out for the seasons so spring summer autumn and winter and it's got a lot of uh, rituals and spells and magical blessings in there and a, a lot of healing stuff uh, and writing in there. I also wrote the Craft in the City series, which was a series of five books. Um, you may you may realize that many of my series that I write have numbers with them. So, you know, a series of five, a series of three, a series of four, my you know, uh, 11 signs you're a white witch. It was originally, as a, on, on the YouTube channel, it is 12. Now 12 becomes one or two makes three. So three's a very magical number. Five's a very magical number. So, yeah, a lot of my books are in, in, are in series of either five or threes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a number. Is it all? It all ties into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well, how would people get a hold of you? They can email me at the college, which I think you've got a link there. So you have um, Tudor Beth at the British College of Witchcraft and Wizardry dot org. Just email me any questions or queries. Okay, that's on my my bio page. Yeah. Said line there. And then also your link again, would you give that out? The link to the uh, the college? The link to your web page. Yeah, my, my web page is is my college. It's the actual uh, college itself, which is a quite a big web page. And if, you, if listeners want to have a look around that, it's quite huge. And um, there's lots of different things in there because we also teach pendulum dowsing and also the language of angels because which is our mediators between heaven and earth as well so we do deal we do work with those angels as well and that website is called it is called it well it's www.thebritishcollegeofwitchcraftandwizardry.org okay and do you have a Facebook page? I don't do Facebook, but I am on Twitter. So if anybody wants to get a hold of me on Twitter, it's just Tudorbeth, at Tudorbeth Twitter. Okay. What's your favorite subject in your My favorite subject? Uh, well, my favorite subject within the craft? Uh-huh. Uh, it would probably be anything to do with, oh, that's that's a tricky one because it's anything to do with the seasons I love anything to do with seasons and anything to do with the flowers uh, I, I love flowers and the garden and I am more flora than I am fauna um, I am I am predominantly what we would call a hedge witch which is a solitary practitioner of the craft but one of the key things with a hedge witch is that she works with all the energies of the earth in as much as she works with what would other people call the land of fae, the elemental beings and those little energies that people might see around. Those little sparks of light that they think, oh, that was just a spark of light when really it could have been something else. It could have been a little fairy or a a will-o'-the-wisp or anything at all there's lots of energy in this earth so do you have a book on hand fasting a uh, hand fasting f features in the my latest book a spell book for the seasons there's an actual hand fasting ceremony um and it's a uh I, I put it in the winter but you can have a hand fasting at any time but I think a midwinter hand fasting, which is a, a marriage ceremony, is a really beautiful thing. Do you have any questions you would like um, to ask, to give out answers to that you think that people would want to ask? I think probably if people are, are experiencing certain signs, regarding uh, craft and magic and they're not too sure about it and they're wondering where to go 
you know, contact me. I can answer their questions for them. If they're seeing things, if they're experiencing something that they can't explain or they're having a strange dream and that kind of thing, I can I can uh, break it down for them and, and try to make sense of it for them. Do you have if any they want to contact address me. or Skype address that they can get a hold of you? It's, I'm always on the college website, on, on the college email. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me. What is your, uh, how big is your college? Well, it's an online college, so it's, it's quite big. We have quite a number of uh, students, and they're from all over the world, quite literally all over the world, in places that you never, I never would have dreamed of. But this is the, this is the I think it's the world today that people are being switched on for want of a better word um, to, to the magic, which is good. We, we, you know, I'm really happy about that because we need more people. We need more witches in the world. We need more healers in the world because uh, we really do need it. What are some of the subjects that you cover on your Web page? We cover all of the areas within witchcraft. So like I was saying, the correspondences, which is absolutely huge. Uh, we also teach protection because just as you were talking about the uh, that rather naughty angel that fell to earth, mm-hmm. um, uh, we, you need to protect yourself because the minute you start to look into the craft, you're going to alert certain other areas as well not only because you're working towards good and you are embracing love and light and energy there's going to be that negative type as well that will want to try and confuse you shall we say so you need to be able when you're working in the craft to work within a protection field so that is what that is that focuses really in the first part of being uh, a witch or, or going forward into that area of the craft is that you need to be know how to do protection and to do a protection spell or cast a, a, a circle around you or put on that mirrored cloak that's one of the main things because it's not just those unseen negative forces that you may experience but it's also people around you as well um, unfortunately you know, it's that it goes right back to that misconception again that people, once you say, I'm a witch or I'm training to be a witch, they look at you as sort of gone out, you know, like you're, like you're crazy or something. And uh, you might experience some really negative reactions from, from family and friends, which is uh, not good. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to protect yourself. Uh, one of the techniques we, we teach is that putting on that mirrored cloak. So you're not actually harming anybody. It's just that if anybody sends anything towards you that is negative, it's just reflected off your mirrored cloak straight back to them. Right. You're not doing anything. You know, you're just, you're just putting on that mirrored cloak, putting it around you, covering your whole entire body. It's just a mirror. That is it. And it's okay. just... Bounces right back off. Yeah. I always say flick it like a booger. 
<laughs> I like that saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've got a few more minutes. Is there anything else you would like to add before we before we close? We've got about three minutes. Uh, just embrace magic. Uh, don't be frightened of it. It's probably, like I say, it's always been a, a part of you. Uh, but fundamentally, to be a witch is to be in the service of nature. And we need to respect and honor all plant, animal, and human life as a practitioner of the craft is a being of nature. We are in nature. We are nature. We embrace all within. And everything has a purpose. Everything has a need. And everything must be respected even that which we fear and even our fears themselves must also be honored because all feelings and all fears are manifestations of the energy that flows through this world. So do not run or hide, but embrace them and use that energy to create a reality that you want using the strength within that power and using that power that is within you and is working all around you. Wow. Well, you've been a delight to have on the show. I've and, enjoyed it very much, Kathy. Thank you. And you're going to be on Michael's sat first Saturday of the month. That's right. I'm I'm on uh, Michael's show this Saturday. Yeah. It's o'clock. Uh, Eastern time mm-hmm. it's 3 o'clock Pacific time yeah uh, he's feeling better by then he I think he went to the ER oh did he yeah he wasn't feeling good at all his daughter took him so <gasps> we I usually end the show with making an energy call and put okay the energy ball put in peace and love and understanding and harmony and BBS radio for hosting us and putting out that good love message. And I put in the United States of America and the world and our president that he has understood and no mm-hmm. to anybody and respect out of all people, places and things. What would you like to put in the energy ball? I'd like, very similar to what you've put in, I'd like a little bit of understanding in there and most of all, love. Okay. We kick out out that energy ball. And and this has been a pre-recording because of the time zone that that Tuta Beth is in. She's, uh, what time is it there now? It is five past eleven at night. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why we we did a pre-record, but it will be airing at uh, six o'clock Pacific time Tuesday. This Tuesday at the regular time, that's nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This is October the first, two thousand and nineteen. This is Kathy Cook bridging wisdom, one wisdom spoke at a time with two to Beth a white witch, and we have off the air. Thank you, Doug.